The Leadership File on Premier. Welcome to the show that helps you lead where God has placed you. I'm Andy Peck. Church plants come in all shapes and sizes. You'll be familiar with the churches meeting in schools and church buildings where the original church has declined. Back in the 60s, churches tended to meet in houses, birthing, of course, the house church movement. Well, this week I'm joined by a very 21st uh, century venue uh, church planter, uh, Sarah McDonald. She planted a church in a cafe, uh, Nags Head Church Community, in the Nags Head area of Holloway in North London. So, Sarah, welcome. Hello, thank you for having me. Um, uh, your own journey to faith, uh, first of all, and uh, into church-based work. Sure. So I suppose I have the quite standard um, Christian uh, young person journey. I was raised in a church. I went to the local church youth group. I would say I made a personal commitment to Jesus when I was 16. But then I would probably say I went, um, had a bit of a prodigal season, uh, went off a little bit. And then when I was 19, I was working in America in Seattle and had a moment of deciding actually there's a difference between believing in Jesus and becoming a disciple of Jesus. And I decided that if I uh, wanted to follow him, then I needed to do that with my whole life. And so I came back to the UK, committed to do that. And conveniently, I'd picked a university in Nottingham because it was a big party school, but it also is one of the biggest CUs in the country. Mm. So that was a really great way of kind of getting plugged in. Fantastic. And we'll we'll come back to mm. coffee in a minute, but obviously <laughs> Seattle being the, the, certainly the capital of Yeah, Starbucks. weird theme <laughs> that is going to emerge, yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Okay. <laughs> Uh, now, a question for my son, because you, you, list, you list under your list of uh, mm. interests is Marvel superheroes. So mm -hmm. your favourite so Marvel superhero? So when you sent this to me, this, caused, this question caused me the greatest anxiety. Ah. <laughs> um, so, okay, I am a big Defenders fan. Okay. Um, if you know of them, that's the, the kind of... Uh, I guess more grown-up Marvel uh, Marvel Universe, so I'm very excited about that coming out. But I am a big fan of Jessica Jones, oh. so she is the private detective, and she has super strength. And um, I think she's a really good, interesting role model. Maybe maybe not the best, but I think she's a really interesting character. So I'm a big Jessica oh, Jones so, fan. Sadly, my son is is 14, and that yeah is, that is 15 on. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely. I was I was thinking that. I wondered how old your son was. I probably wouldn't recommend that so, one. So um, yeah, he's he's looking forward to his 15th birthday. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay, so. Um, on to more serious matters. How do you how do you imagine that a church plant might be uh, part of your ministry when you became mm. a curate, etc.? Mm -hmm. So when I it was funny because when I thought about going into uh, ordained ministry, I was really passionate about sharing faith with people, and I remember someone saying to me who was really supportive, but. Um, slightly confused why why are you going into church ministry when why not be an evangelist or work for kind of a really great parachurch organisation because um, vicars can't share faith which I thought was an interesting idea uh, and actually church planting wasn't even on my radar when I started training it was mainly through uh, I was at St Melitis which was had a real focus on church planting and I um, joined a church that was connected to the HDB network that this this world sort of appeared to me and I, I never really thought about starting new churches I think I'd kind of thought mainly ministry was about invigorating churches that were already established, which was exciting. Um, so it was kind of this entirely uh, new creative world that, that appeared in front of me. And I sort of said yes to it um, as it appeared, I suppose. And there's the concept of pioneering mm. ministries within, uh, certainly within the Church of England now. So that wasn't a route that you... Obviously no, 
No, I think um, I wasn't. I didn't go in as an ordained pioneer specifically, um, just because I I kind of think that it's important that all ministers are to a certain extent pioneering. And um, in in London, actually, in particular, they it is a route they have, but it wasn't something that um, mm. was kind of it wasn't something in particular I was drawn to because I was really passionate about the local church as well. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Um, so, so tell us, how did the Nags Head Community Church come about? So what was the... Sure. So short story was uh, Islington, uh, area of churches, um, Anglican churches, had um, identified it as an area that there was Christian presence in, but not a specific church community mm-hmm. gathering. Um, as with, and this, I guess, can be a challenge for lots of um, areas of the country, it sat on the edge of three parishes. And so there, because we're all very polite in the Anglican church, no one quite wanted maybe to go in and, and do things without kind of upsetting anyone else or kind of causing kind of an eruption. And so they said, well, why don't we plant something new mm. in that area? And so when I was looking at a curacy, that was a possibility that part of my curacy mm. would be spent doing that. Um, and then from that, I said, well, the fact is there are lots of really good local churches in Islington meeting on a Sunday. So if we're going to do something in this area, why not do something a bit different? So we might mm. connect with people who aren't being reached by those really good local churches um, around. Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, and so you, you chose midweek as a meeting time for that reason. Mm. And Wednesdays happened to be the best. So when we started looking at going in, we actually did a survey of the area. So the team I went with, we went around the area and we asked people when, if you would consider coming to church, what day would you consider coming? Which seemed really strange but obvious to do I wonder how often when we plant churches we ask the people in the area what day would you want to come and I was really passionate that we went in with no assumptions so we didn't take a model that had worked really well in the my sending church and say actually you have to fit in with our rhythm and our schedule we wanted to really say actually we're here to serve and to bless this area and we want to commit to the rhythm that's already in this place okay sure so so describe the area for us Mm. that you've planted in so uh Interestingly enough, if you're living in Islington, you might not know the Nags Head area, but you probably walk through it. So uh, my friends would know it as the place the Odeon Cinema was. It is a uh, it's sign of sense. Nags Head was a pub, which is now shut uh, and is now a casino, which is, I think, quite an interesting question of identity for it. It has a market, a very local market, um, and it, it it's it's called the Nags Head Town Centre. So it's got some kind of shops, and one side's very much chains, and the other side's local. And it's um it's an area of great uh, change, I think, as lots of parts of London are. But it's a really exciting place to be, and it's it's changing kind of every six months. It feels like there's five or six new shops, and um, it's also Jeremy Corbyn's patch. Oh, if that's go. an interesting fact of trivia <laughs> for you as well. Okay, and, and ethnically mixed. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, yeah. There's um a reasonably sized um, Ethiopian Eritrean population, Turkish, a lot of Irish people uh, and kind of people of um, Irish heritage. Um, yeah, real, I mean, real mix. Right. Now, when when people typically plant churches, often they have a, in a, a kind of imaginary profile of the kind mm. of person they're looking to, to reach. So did you have that kind of... Yeah, yes and no. We had, my main passion was that we would not have transfer growth. One of the concerns I had was if you start a church on a weekday, it would make it possible for someone who was also attending a Sunday church to come along on that day. And we were really passionate. We weren't church plus. So my real focus was people who were de-church, so people who had a church background but didn't attend church anymore, maybe didn't have a faith, or completely unchurched, so people who had no Christian background at all. I wasn't so concerned about age demographic or about um, profile because de-church and unchurched is a hard enough category anyway, so I didn't want to overcomplicate it by saying um, we're aiming at students or we're aiming at 20s and 30s or, you know, similar. And so, um, you know, you've had, you had that in mind 
you've been going for how long now? Uh, five months, five, five months. and a half, yeah. So how close have has the church plant been, to, the, mm. the actual people coming to what yeah. you imagined? Ha, we've had uh, we had a couple of weeks uh, where we had fifty um, percent Muslim, fifty percent right. Christians. So that was exciting. Um, yeah, pretty good. One of my big wins has been I really, really, and we said, and this might sound a bit harsh, but there were reasons for it that if people came from other churches and they weren't moving, we would send them back. Um, so we've had no transfer growth from any other churches, which has been for me that was a real success story because it means everyone who's coming in is not part of a church or is not has not been part of a church community and is joining that. Right. So it's been it's been good. It's tough when you're connecting. Um, it can be a real challenge, especially when you're connecting with people who are kind of maybe not a church, not used to a church, but it, is, it feels really rewarding. Right. Um, yeah. So you meet at a Costa Coffee mm-hmm. place. So um, this is after hours, as it were? So it's, um, yeah, kind of. So it's at the back of Costa. It's sort of, the, they have half, it's kind of half an hour, the end of the day, and then half an hour of when they're sort of shutting down. I see. So theoretically, you could be having a coffee, mm-hmm. be aware that there was a meeting yeah. and you could join in. We've had a couple of people join through through that. Um, yeah. We have a space at the back. Um, it's an old pub, so, so it's sort of not intrusive, but it's visible. Yeah, for okay. sure. Okay. And so if I was to come uh, what, what, would that, what would happen? Good question. Uh, if you were to come, you would be greeted. Someone would get you a coffee, very importantly, because it's Costa. And then we do a something um, that people might be familiar with called a Discovery Bible Study. It's a kind of an exploration of biblical texts, biblical stories in a very interactive way. You don't have to be able to read mm. to do it. You don't have to know anything about the Bible. And we just kind of look at those stories uh, and explore what they mean for us today and explore what the text says about God. Mm. Um, and then we also, we don't have sung worship in what we might imagine sung worship is. We listen to some music. So often our first song is a is a song, a secular contemporary song. And then we might listen to a, a, a worship song at the end. Um, and there's a really strong emphasis on how people are doing and on engagement. It's very interactive. Um, we get into small groups of three or four and people explore together. So um, I know a lot of uh, guys who've come along have really appreciated that we begin by asking people how their week's been and uh, what's stressing them out, what they're happy about and having that time to reflect as well. So uh, with the with the size, is there, mm. a, um, is there an upper limit you have? Yes. Yeah, so... Um, our hope would be, at the moment, I mean, we gather as a community. We in our community probably on the we have between fifteen and twenty people at the moment. Um, I don't think the space capacity could hold more than fifty. We wouldn't want to grow. Um, we wouldn't want to be in a situation where we we did necessarily grow. If we grew beyond say forty fifty, we would probably look to plant another mm. community as opposed to being. Um, kind of massive massive churches I don't think that's the model we're really hoping for because we really su- I think we're part part of our vision is to supplement what's already happening mm. in the church around um, so we would look to plant at that point right, right. yeah and how long would the are you calling it a service what do you call it you call yeah we'd call it well I'm tw- I'm 27 so I call it a gathering, <laughs> gathering. <laughs> um, yeah so we call it a gathering so that would be our and we for we would consider that church for people mm. we also have a monthly um kind of lunch on a Sunday where we would share communion as okay. well I'm going to say I was going to ask what you know if, if yeah if, if if we were a couple and we had a child would we yes. would you baptise the, yeah. the infant or that kind of stuff that's a great question um, do you know we have we actually do we have a, one of our congregation has just had a baby mm. and we have wondered about how that would work the great thing about being part of the Anglican church is I'm also mm. I'm, a, I'm an Anglican priest sure. um, and I'm also the curate of another local church so the and the Nagshead is a project between Tolling, well Tollington Parish who are the parish that Nagshead is in and ourselves so I feel pretty confident we would 
figure that out. I don't know if we would do that in the Wednesday gathering, but it would definitely be possible to do that within the community. One of our big emphasis was that we're not about the building. So we gather in Costa, but the church is about the community as opposed to about the building. So it actually wouldn't be too much of a stretch if Mm. we uh, needed to be flexible at how we did that. Okay. We're listening to the Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by uh, Sarah MacDonald, uh, Sarah Pastor Church and a Cafe, the Nags Head Church community. We'll be back just after this. Welcome back to the Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by Sarah MacDonald. Uh, Sarah uh, plans a church and a cafe, the Nags Head Church community in the Nags Head area of Holloway uh, in North London. We were talking before the break a little bit about how uh, the services are run there, uh, based in a, a Costa uh, coffee shop. Um, on a Wednesday evening. So um, uh, great to hear a little bit about your your plans. Um, Sarah, the, we've, we've talked a bit about the, um, the kind of classic kind of person who might come. Uh, have you any sense that, that these would be people who would not necessarily have come to, a, to say, the Tollington Parish Church that you're part mm. of or, or another more classic church? I mean, I'm not saying that mm. that's necessarily yeah. part of it, but you're one of the joys of these kinds of mm. environments is that you're helping people for whom a, a, a jump into a stained glass window star church is a big jump. Mm. Yeah, I think um, sometimes that can just be practical as well. I mean, I um, remember working in a Christian bar and I would work a Saturday night till 2am and actually getting up and doing Sunday morning just was really challenging. Um, and so actually, I think some of the guys who come, come because actually that's a more convenient time. I think... Um, maybe for people exploring faith maybe there's something um, a little bit more accessible about a coffee shop but I also think that churches in London are pretty good at being invitational and people being able to come in and being um, used to church there so I think it's we would never want to um, in any way suggest that it's not possible to be invitational into a kind of Mm. church building or more structured church but maybe yeah I think the hope is when you're doing this kind of creative stuff you are going to connect with people who you might just not run into regularly um, in that kind of Sunday rhythm right right now I mean starting something has an element of risk uh, compared to say keeping doing what you're doing Uh, you Mm. hinted before that that was kind of your agenda when you're coming into Christian ministry but nevertheless uh, there's still the temptation of you know let's stick Mm. with stick with things where I can't Mm. perceive to have failed I just wonder how you found that whole journey so a friend of mine has a great expression which is if you've always done what you always do then you'll always get what you've always got sometimes that's a good thing because you might be happy with what you've got but I do think there is a call sometimes to push the boundaries I was thinking about how in other environments, in science and in art, we don't see experimenting with stuff as a negative thing. That's a normal part of the rhythm. And I think there's an element with church planting that you have to have that creative experimental vein to it. And the nature of experimenting being creative is the expectation that some things will work and some things won't. I don't know. Sometimes I think in the church, we, we're very anxious. We can be very anxious about stuff. If I don't, if I start this project and it doesn't work, everything will be awful. And I'll, you know, I'll, it, I'll have failed and it's awful. And I think that um, in church, I've been really keen with our community to really emphasise the fact that we're going to try some stuff and some things will work brilliantly and other things won't. And then will adapt and that's that's the creative mm. process so I'm I'm reasonably arty, artsy person so I think for me that doesn't mm. freak me out massively but I mean there is a risk of um, there's always a risk I think when you do new stuff that it's not going to work um, I think you just have to have a really healthy framework about mm. about how that's going to happen and what how you're going to respond to that I mean it's early days but five months have, have mm. as much ju- adjusted thus far 
yeah, I mean, my uh, I had a very simple kind of what I'd be happy with in five months. Um, and that was I wanted a community where people were coming along who weren't at church before. And we have people coming along who weren't at church before. So I think for me, that's five months mm. in, that's that's a real win. And we've raised up some new leaders. So I'm, yeah, I'm really pleased, mm. I guess, by how things are going so far. Sure, sure. Um, and so your measure of success is, mm. is what, what you just said. Yes, I think people coming along and connecting with God who were not connecting with God before, yeah. and and us feeling like we're getting a sense of the area and we're we're kind of reaching that place. Yeah. And in terms of your working week and the leadership challenges of doing this and and deciding on your time, I mean that's mm. a Wednesday mm-hmm. evening, but there's plenty of other hours. Mm. So how does that fit in terms of your the mosaic of things you do? Sure, yeah, and that's definitely been a challenge. Um, I'm the associate pastor at a church on a Sunday so I'm balanced I'm kind of working doing both part time the six, the the key I think for me has been kind of remembering that the Nagsa Church community is not about me as the minister it's about the community and only being prepared to move at the speed that the community will move mm. which um, I'm an activist so sometimes that's that's slower than the pace that I would ideally want to push things but in the long term for me personally healthily and also for the community that's really important so we move at the speed that the community moves so um, establishing those rhythms and kind of getting into a into a routine of how that works has been a process but it does feel like we're getting here now but it's t- yeah when you whenever you try and do something new it takes a little bit more energy than you anticipate as well and I think that recognising that and giving yourself grace in that is really important as well yeah. so, um, so on a Sunday you will be at the Tommy yeah. Parish uh, so I'm at Hope Church Islington Sorry, Hope Church on a Sunday, Islington. yeah. So I'm, yeah, so I'm there on a Sunday, and I, I split my week between the two, the two different things, um, which is absolutely fine. I mean, we sent out. It's very confusing because I planted to the nags head but I'm still in, in hope um, but actually it's quite healthy I think it's quite helpful to have those different perspectives mm. and I think it's really important to say as well you can church plant without being a full time church planter mm. and actually there, there have to be ways of doing that in the church we have to be able to say okay you are working full time in another job you can still plant a church and mm. the way you might do it might be different but I think it's definitely possible Yeah. and how many um, fellow Christians do you have mm. that are involved in the in the in the church plant uh so we went with a team of six um it's really hard to gauge how many uh, people Mm. on a journey so we probably uh yeah that that core team of six were the kind of really committed um we Mm. didn't i I say core team we call them the startup team because they're not the core because you can get into this Mm. um binary between oh the christians who started and the people who are coming and that's not all we do um but yeah so that's so that's grown so we're now at about 15 probably brilliant yeah and that that's encouragement for folk listening or thinking, you know, crumbs. Uh, we're not, we don't have enough yeah. people to do this kind of thing. I, I, yeah, I really believe actually we had no money, no money at all, and there were six of us, and and I and I give a day, two days a week to it. And I think like obviously when we think about church planting, it's easy to think well we need like half a million pounds, a hundred people, and a full time minister. Mm. You any you can church plant with five six people, and no money. Um, well, you probably need a little bit of money, but like not not a, a huge amount. Front, so. A little bit up front to get to, but we bought an amp and and you know we buy coffee every week and and I think a lot you of have people have to hire Costa, presumably. Nope, they, they give it to us. Yeah, oh, well, there's, are, there's a there's a shout out for Costa. Yeah, they it? are Johnny, <laughs> bit of a legend at Costa. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. That's lovely to hear. Good, um, and and your what would you say your main leadership challenges have been looking looking at the last few months and. Um, apart from time, which I kind of talked a bit about, there's an interesting dynamic that I'm. There's not a ton of female church planters out there. There are mm. a few, and so I think I had to um, 
get over this mentality that I needed to see someone doing what I was doing before I did it mm. and just be like, I have to try and, and have a go and, and learn. And, and this sense of um, looking for role models maybe outside of what I would anticipate looking for. Mm. So that was that was a big one. I think it's, someone said it's a bit like getting married. The first month, people ask you how it's going a lot. And that's quite stressful because in the first month, you have no idea. Mm. And then after a while, people stop. And that's really lovely <laughs> because you can just get on with it. So I think sure. that getting over that first, the kind of initial mm. excitement and really managing that well was really important. Yeah, yeah. And as you look, I mean, you're curate. So mm. do, does that mean that you will have so to I, leave at some point? Or? No. <laughs> so I've um, I've been I'm the associate vicar in waiting at the Hope. So I'll be there. You know, as long as as Great. long as God calls me there. I'm going to say Nicky Gumbel was his curate for. <laughs> yeah, I think he he put in some hours, Nicky Gumbel. Yeah. <laughs> so so that's nice. So um, I'll be around for for a while, which will help. But you know. It's amazing what you can do in five years, I suppose. Cool. Have, have there been books, writers that have inspired mm. you within the, on, on the journey? It's two big things. Um, I'm a big, I'm, I might say his name wrong, Henri Nouwen. Oh, yeah. Let's go with on that. His yeah. books on leadership, I think, are really mm. challenging. Um, and also, so I did the church planting course at the Centre for Church Planting with Rick Thorpe mm-hmm. um, before I planted, and that was extremely helpful uh, in kind of clarifying vision. I am um, I need a bit of structure sometimes, so that offered some really helpful structure. Yeah. But I'm re- I think you have to read all the time, um, really, to kind of keep fresh. And Rick Thorpe is... In Rick Thorpe is London. the Bishop of Islington, Bishop Islington but right. he's in charge of church planting, so he has a room for uh-huh. church planting, so this is kind of his his mm. thing. So that, And the, the centre were amazing with, with supporting us through that and continuing to support us. Right, right. So if someone's listening and they're thinking, hmm, this... This sounds like there's something stirring. Maybe there's, mm. you know, what would you, what would be your advice okay. to them? A couple of things. So I have one specific one. If you're a young woman or a woman thinking about church mm. planting, um, especially if you're in the HTB network, we're running a gathering in November called a Rise Gathering, oh, right. um, which you can look up online. Um, I would also suggest talk to your church leader, um, get in touch with uh, whatever network, depending on what church denomination you're in. Um, look up, have a look into Fresh Expressions. I would just find find as many people and meet as many people as you can who are doing stuff that's exciting and just grab coffees with them. Most people are really excited and happy to talk about what they do um, and just spend some time kind of getting used to it. But also there's a tension between don't wait for permission to start, but also work within the system you're in. Hmm. Um, so I would say, um, yeah. And and you're obviously you're, you're, you're thinking of lay people, would mm-hmm. you? Or, or yeah. as well as ordained? hundred percent. We need mm. way more lay people to plant stuff. Mm. Um, my hope, our hope with the next head is that if we planted a couple more, they would all be lay led, and I think that's really important actually. Um, would you plant within Nag's head area, or are you thinking other places in London where you'd? Good question. Where, I where think there'd be no parish. Uh, we like. I really enjoy working with uh, parishes. Mm. I think we would. Um, it supplements the work of parishes really well. Um, I don't think. I think we're kind of connecting with slightly different people. So yeah, we'll, I guess we'll see what God has for us. There's mm. no like plan <laughs> immediately. But, but you, you talked about connection with Holy Trinity Brompton, which of course has, yeah, has sure. been worked yeah. in resurrecting churches that have yeah. declined, and yeah. that might be, I suppose, a potential. Yeah, I mean, HGB have a great attitude about it. They say they need the bishop's permission, they need mm. a building, and they need the um, and the person to do it. So yeah, I think they're they're kind of. Um, I've been really encouraged by what I've learned from them. So who knows? Well, obviously, if you're listening and you're in the Islington Mm. area, then um, Nags Head Church Community is the place to go. (laughs) So Wednesday at what time? So we meet Wednesdays at 7 in the Costa and the Nags Head, yeah. Okay, there we go. So um, who knows, there might be on the back of this uh, a few (laughs) extra people. Um, But obviously you're looking for people who are not currently attending church. 
and you're looking for mm. folk who are ideally seeking yeah. seeking faith in that, that environment. So mm. if that's you, um, go and go and visit Sarah and her team. <laughs> That'd be wonderful. Well, thank you so much thank for, you. for the enthusiasm you brought to this and exciting to hear. Look forward in a few years maybe to having <laughs> you back and seeing how it's been going. Thank you. So you've been listening to Leadership Farm with me, Andy Peck. I was joined this week by Sarah MacDonald. As you've been hearing, she's a planter church in a cafe, the Nags Head Church Community in the Nags Head area of Holloway in uh, North London. Uh, do log on to Premier's website. You can listen to archive recordings of the Leadership File. You can log on to iTunes and download uh, each of the episodes to your listening device. Uh, and that'll happen every, every week uh, without you uh, needing to, um, to to sign in. So do um, uh, join us again next Sunday at 3.30. I'm Andy Peck and uh, I look forward to your company with us. God bless. You've been listening to The Leadership File on Premier. Andy Peck serves as a tutor at CWR, a Christian charity whose courses and publications aim to apply God's Word to everyday life. Contact him via email apeck at cwr.org.uk.